Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. All right. Thanks for joining us again on the Streamline Performance Podcast. My name is Nick Hattinger. Uh, We wanted to hop on here today to chat about my recent experience up at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. The the reason that I went up there was to go up there with the junior national team for USA Swimming. So these are, by and large, our country's fastest kids under or 18 years old or, or younger. And uh, the idea is that, hey, we have a home Olympics in 2028. Uh, that's only five years away. And by and large, these are going to be the kids that are potentially, you know, going to be standing on the, the medal podium uh, in those games. So let's make sure that they're moving well and, and staying healthy in the water because we do see a huge attrition rate in swimmers in general uh, just due to injury. Um, just with the volume of the sport and the the amount of repetitions that you have to go through, you have to be really, really resilient and have a lot of capacity to handle that in the sport of swimming. And I kind of took away uh, a couple things from doing these different injury screens with the junior national team. And I think that it kind of applies to everyone, uh, even outside the sport of swimming. So I wanted to chat with you about that. And I kind of took away three main points from uh, those several days that I was there. Number one, an injury screen or preseason screen is highly, highly underutilized in the traditional setting. Granted, these kids are uh, that were there are on the upper echelon of their sport, and so they get access to doing this stuff, um, but it really should be utilized in every sport, I think. And that's not to say that we can totally avoid injury, but most of these kids that we saw were not having symptoms, but every single person had areas that we were like, wow, I, I'm shocked that we're, that we're seeing this with this kid that, you know, he's one of the the fastest swimmers under 18 years old in the world right now. And uh, he can't move his shoulders, uh, how, how we would totally uh, expect a swimmer to be able to, and um, it's not saying that he's going to get hurt in the future, but it's something very eye-opening. Aside from potentially avoiding an injury down the road, we might be able to make this kid swim even faster if we can get him moving better. And so whether you're a swimmer or a soccer player or a football player, a preseason screen, kind of like what you would go do a physical, um, with your doctor, but from a licensed professional, like a physical therapist can certainly help you not only address potential injury for, for, or potential risk for injury, but potentially find some areas that you're not so good at doing and start to work on those areas and strength and control and mobility to impact your performance in your sport. So this is something that we currently do with high school athletes in the Phoenix and Scottsdale area here in Arizona. But 
it's almost a wonder of why this isn't a mainstay thing for a lot of athletic programs at, you know, the, the middle school and high school level, just having someone come in to work with, with your kids to ensure that you have less injuries and you're also performing at your best. So my second takeaway really was that almost every single athlete at this age has some kind of movement inefficiency um, and that that doesn't necessarily correlate to symptoms. And I think that there's two ways that you can look at that. Um, One being cool, they're swimming fast, they're performing at a high level, despite not moving the best out of the water. Um, So why do they need to work on it at all? Um, The other is, hey, these kids are not moving well uh, and they're not having symptoms yet, but how does that impact their potential? Because from an injury rehab perspective, I've already said we cannot necessarily avoid an injury. We can only make someone a little bit more capable of handling the stress that they're putting on their body and, and hope that that is enough to avoid that injury. But when you're performing at a high level, you're probably going to be doing this either professionally or in college. And when you get to college, you're going to be exposed to a lot more volume. Um, you're definitely going to be in, in the weight room. And a lot of these kids that we see, even at the highest level of swimming, if you were to load them up with a barbell, they're, they're not going to be looking very good. They're not going to look like an athlete. And uh, that, that, that's unfortunate. And swimmers kind of get a bad rap in general for not moving well on land, but it was really eye-opening. There's a lot of kids that don't necessarily need to be loaded heavy. They just need to learn the basics and how to move because especially for the men, um, a lot of them have gone through big growth spurts in the last, you know, couple of years and their bodies just playing catch up. So learning how to move first and foremost is going to allow the athlete to take on more load and avoid or reduce the risk of injury in the future, but take on more training stress as well without the risk of injury. And when you can take on more training stress, you're definitely going to be performing better. Um, And lastly, it was really astonishing to talk to the kids and find out that a lot of them maybe have been dealing with stuff um, for several months or even several years, and they kind of just don't even know what to do about it other than keep swimming. Maybe they go get a massage every once in a while and it kind of just sticks around or they tried PT and it didn't necessarily work or um, they go to a chiropractor every once in a while, but these issues, these issues just kind of linger and they just keep going. I think that many coaches and parents don't necessarily know where to go or who to turn, turn to when their kid is hurt. And that can kind of be a frustrating thing. I, I see it a lot with parents and kids in our practice. Um, maybe we're the third or fourth PT that they've tried and they're just kind of like, well, here it goes again. Let's let's give it a shot uh, with a different guy. And uh, they just hope that it works. I think that in general, if you can find a facility that has really great communication, not only with other providers, but with your coach or your athlete's coach, uh, that's going to create an environment of holistic healthcare. And it's not just, hey, your shoulder hurts. Let's work on it a little bit and get your rotator cuff strong. It's how does that strength that we're building and that control that we're building 
blend into what your dryland program looks like or what your strength program looks like? Uh, how does that affect your uh, volume in the pool? How does it affect maybe the drills that we're focusing on in the water? How does that affect maybe the, the equipment and uh, the equipment that we use in the water? Finding a provider like that, that can really speak to the athlete's sport is by far the biggest recommendation that I can give to people because you need to be able to speak that lingo to really understand the programming that goes into that sport, not just the anatomy involved with the body part. That's how you're going to get the best results when you do have an injury. I think that sometimes people jump really, really quickly to some kind of imaging, you know, Hey, shoulder hurts. Let's get an MRI because by and large, it's what you see professional athletes doing, right? Kevin Durant uh, tweaks his knee. He's getting an MRI within, you know, the next 24 hours, maybe even 12 hours. And that's because that person gets paid a lot of money and it's really a risk to the organization to not know exactly what's going on. But at the end of the day, like I said before, a lot of people have underlying symptoms or underlying pathologies that don't bug them at all. And they can get by totally fine without imaging. And so uh, just because you have something doesn't mean that you're going to have symptoms from it. So if your shoulder hurts and you know surgery is not an option for you, meaning, hey, this is, I know this is not a surgical case. Um, my shoulder's been bugging me for the last you know, several weeks or maybe even a couple months, but you know you're not going to go and have a surgery about it. In my opinion, there's no need for you to get an MRI because they might see something, but it's not necessarily going to affect your care. You really only want to go that route if you're stuck, meaning you've tried this for months on end. You've tried this for, you know, maybe several different providers. We're not gaining any traction. That's when I would kind of dig deeper just to make sure that there's nothing else going on. But a, a lot of kids, we, we point out something, you know, uh, hey, your hips not moving well, we're, you know, maybe we think we have something underlying here. Uh, oh, do I need to get an MRI? No, absolutely not. Um, just because you have some, some kind of movement inefficiencies doesn't mean that uh, an MRI or an image is going to pick up something and dramatically change what we're going to do with you. And so hold your desire to get an MRI as long as you can, really. Um, and unless it's recommended by another professional. So, you know, I, I think those three big things in that screening athletes needs to be kind of a mainstay for really any kind of high school or middle school age athlete. Uh, and, and obviously beyond that too, but I think that we can implement those types of screening mechanisms in everyone. I don't know why we can't have a standardized, you know, not requirement, but I guess suggestion from insurance companies that, hey, every year, everyone gets a, a movement screen from a physical therapist or a qualified movement professional because we are seeing people live longer. We are seeing people be more active later in, into their lives. And that is great, but it also comes with uh, these people are getting hurt a little bit more often because they're not moving well and um, they're doing it at an older age. And so this doesn't only apply to the youth athlete, but it also applies to kind of everyone. We'll keep talking about some of this stuff with some of the other coaches and providers that 
we'll hop on the podcast here in the next several episodes. But it was really interesting to see and kind of eye-opening and wanted to kind of give you guys my take on my experience at the Olympic Training Center up there last week. So thanks for hopping on the podcast.